On today's episode of Octal FM, Gelada and I discuss the difficulties the game industry faces with advertising, specifically with the use of in-game content within its trailers. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Octal FM. I am Sefran. And I am Gelada. And today we're going to talk about video game trailers and what you've dubbed the in-game illusion. Yeah. Which I think is quite a cool little tagline to our I'm episode. quite pleased with that. Yeah, I think it was, it was a joint effort. I'll take some credit for it. Thank you very much. Oh, sorry. We're quite pleased with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. Um, essentially, th- this, this kind of came from us discussing the use of sort of cinematics within video game trailers and advertisement Mm. and that got us talking a lot about the use of just video game trailers as a whole like the ups and downs of it the way publishers go out of their way to either pull the wool over your eyes or to make it seem like it's in game and like advertising a product which isn't necessarily what they are going to be selling and just kind of like the difficulties with it as well because of like the fact that there is no necessary rules in place and they can get away with a lot but maybe they can't and that's what we're going to be discussing yeah and we're also going to sort of discuss whether that's actually an issue or not you know with the state that video games are in nowadays which actually you know is a a good opportunity to talk a little bit about actually the history of video games and video game advertisements and commercials and yeah. and trailers um, and the kind of the precursor to trailers right because if you go back far enough you didn't have the ability to necessarily consume proper sort of trailers of video games not really because one of the problems was that video games didn't really look very good um like <laughs> they were fun to play um but they weren't like something that you could enjoy watching on tv like yeah it wouldn't look very impressive especially if you go back far enough so as a result of it you couldn't really make a trailer so to speak like you could in a kind of like traditional movie or tv series kind of way which you do obviously nowadays like modern kind of game trailers are like incredibly massive cinematic you know um, creations so you had to kind of make more of commercial style didn't you yeah, exactly. And also, I guess, yeah, they were, video games were, they were in the toy aisle, right? You know, yes, and so that's it, yeah. your TV commercials needed to appeal to kids and parents as well. You know, they weren't consuming these on their own and they weren't, you know, and video games weren't established and their expectations around them weren't established. I'd say it wasn't until sort of like 2010, maybe around that era, that video games mm. became kind of a more of a mainstream media. It wasn't until then that kind of like adults and just general populace decided that video games were just a part of you know, media consumption. With things like the Xbox 360 becoming so ubiquitous within so many households for you know, adult gaming, but also things like the the Wii for bringing that to family gaming as well, rather than it just being a toy that you know you, your kid played after they came home from school. But now we're really at a point where the consumption of video game, those commercials have really turned into full-on game trailers, right? So, you know, yeah, and definitely. In the same way that you have film trailers, you now have game trailers. And this, is become, this has become the case for a few reasons, but one of the main reasons that we could identify was because 
game engines, which is like how a game is kind of created, like what's behind the the actual things you're seeing if you're playing a video game, like all the numbers and the code and everything. They're made in such a way that allows them to be manipulated to create like appealing looking trailers, something that you could watch and like watching a trailer for a movie, like you see clips of the film, you see kind of funny bits or action bits edited together. So you go, oh, I want to go and see that film. You can use the game engine to kind of create that mm. natively now. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of the things we said, there's not really a lot of distinction nowadays between, say, a video game engine allowing you to kind of create a set piece than there is, say, an animation studio like Pixar, which we're going to come back to later because there's, there is some comparisons there, making, say, a new Pixar film because it's kind of very similar in how they do it. I'm sure there are technical differences, but it's a very similar idea, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. For a long time now, even going all the way back to the PlayStation, um, you did have the concept of pre-rendered cinematics when you once you had the advent of CDs as a video game medium, you could fit FMVs on and, you know, those high quality animations and stuff that were nothing like the actual in-game engine in fact the distance between the two was huge yeah you look at maybe some of the old like final fantasy games like final fantasy 7 and 8 like the difference between the actual in-game kind of like gameplay and then those kind of cutscenes, those pre-rendered cutscenes, were just immense but that was really where this did kind of begin and the issues and the sort of boundaries being blurred for for these advertising and the trailers when you started to see those full motion videos, those FMVs, that is the what the acronym stands for, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. full motion video. You started to see them being used in trailers and sort of around the PlayStation 2 era, I'd say, things started to sort of really get a little bit muddy and people sort yeah. of started to get a little bit confused and i think the problem is or the problem was and the problem still is is that there's really no hard and fast rules about no there's not what you can and can't do beyond standard false advertising you know obviously you can't lie about the products that you're advertising but there's not like a you have to use in-game footage in an advert you have to say that it's in-game footage or it isn't in-game footage you know none of that stuff exists it's so unique in its method of advertising because Mm. if you advertise a product like so say you want to advertise your food product Mm. you show the food being eaten or being prepared or whatever don't you but you just see the food and you can dress it up like you see those mcdonald's burgers that look amazing but then like you know they don't look anything like that in real life i have a i have a favorite anecdote about that which maybe is common knowledge but i i didn't know about it is that uh you know like ice cream adverts is mashed potato Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> because under you can't have ice cream under like strong studio lights. It'll yeah, just melt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, th- although that's kind of still pushing the boundaries of what is kind of technically true about what you're advertising, video games can go well beyond that. Yes. Like there is, there is no limits because you aren't constrained by film footage or actors or just physics. Um, you know, <laughs> nothing yeah. really matters. You can do what you want. You can make it look however you want to make it look. You can go back as well. You can go back over the footage from your pre-rendered game snippets and tweak bits over and over yeah. and over again. You can do that as long as you like. And you're not constrained by, like you say, like actors or time or physics or, you know, this, this hiring a studio or whatever. You can yeah, just, that's it. you can tweak to your heart's content as a, as a studio and just get everything exactly how you want it. You can go on forever and ever. And then that's made extra difficult because editing as well like putting things together makes things 
almost entirely different beasts. Like, you can make games... You can use in-game footage. Like, you can say, right, okay, we are going to use in-game footage. We're not going to kind of use pre-rendered cutscenes or whatever. But you can put it together in such a way that makes it look entirely different game altogether. Mm. Like, I'm sure you could take footage from a game like Dead Space, which is, you know, a fairly kind of action-orientated horror game, and make it look like, you know... a comedy game i'm yeah. sure you could i'm sure i'm absolutely sure you, with the right sound effects and the right cuts here and there yeah it's exactly. easy there's a sort of fan-made uh film trailer for one of the harry potter films where it's like harry potter as a teen comedy and <laughs> and that's using real footage from the film but just you know a different soundtrack and mixing it up and mixing some of the vocals with different scenes and stuff like that but and you can still tell a completely different story so you know just think about video games and how when video game trailers are being made, you know, what you, you've you got complete free reign um, at that point. And there isn't really even an advertising body that they have to answer to in a no. way. Like, as you said earlier, they, they have to abide by the rules of, say, advertising within a country which they're advertising within. Yeah. Like, I know certain countries you can't advertise certain things or you have to do it at certain times of the day. Yeah. That kind of thing. But... There's no real, like, body to say you have to show actual game footage or a, a percentage of your overall advert slash game trailer has to show actual exactly. footage of the game. It yeah. could all be pre-rendered. It could be completely, you know, completely separate because it's not... It, there's no way to... I can't describe it. It's like there's no way of, like, adminning it. There's no way of, like, yeah. saying you can or can't do this. Yeah, exactly. And I think... And what's interesting is that if you're a video gamer, you probably are if you're listening to this, but you will have that experience of watching trailers where they will say in-game footage or that and there's a huge variation on these wordings like gameplay footage or rendered in engine or yeah, yeah. you know all of the or, and then obviously the opposite which sometimes it will say not game footage or mm-hmm. you know pre-rendered cutscene or something like that but yeah. none of this none of those words mean anything despite the expectation that they and this this actually i think out of all of the stuff that we're talking about here this is what irritates me the most about this whole thing because as gamers we have an expectation when we see something say in-game footage or it says you know rendered in game we expect it to be somewhat representative but actually any feeling of representation of that game is kind of made up it's because even fully in-game stuff can be altered dramatically yeah. from the actual game. And that's because you've got so much control over the game itself because it's just yeah. a computer. And you can make the computer show whatever you want to show, even if technically speaking it's still in-game footage whilst you know, a person is sat there playing it and recording what they're doing. Yeah. You know, you can pre-render the game itself. Yeah. Like, it can still be played, but it's still just all pre-rendered. So the, the hardware that you're playing the game on isn't having to do all the hard calculation to render everything right there in front of you to give you that crisp 60 frames per second like you mentioned there's no reason they couldn't just run it at like super low fps and then just smooth it all out afterwards uh that's perfectly viable when you play a game it has to be at 30 fps or more or whatever you know 60 fps if you're a pc master race but (laughs) there's no reason why they can't render that advert and i'm sure they do render that advert at you know, one frame a second, half a frame a second, one frame a minute. You know, think about Pixar and Toy Story. You know, though every frame of Toy Story took minutes to render mm-hmm. on a huge render farm. You know, I'm not saying that game developers are doing that, going to those 
extremes, but there's no reason why they can't do that. No. You know, and I imagine exactly big publishers same. like EA almost certainly will do because yeah. they want their games to look as good as possible. And that's, a, you know, you, you can appreciate why, because it costs a lot of money to get this advertisement slot. Yeah. Like to get this trailer seen by people, you're either putting it on TV or you're putting it on maybe YouTube or something like that. Maybe in like a, in a kind of a cinema theater. Yeah, um, you know things like that, and that costs a lot of money. Yeah, and you're not getting a lot of time either. So you really want to maximise what people see and the appreciation that people have of your product. You do, you definitely do, and I think that developers nowadays, and actually this is only recently happening, I would say, developers nowadays really are having to tread carefully with some of these tricks that they're using. You know, whether it's pre-rendering or it's maybe altering the game engine settings, especially you mentioned this actually um, with game engines like Unreal and Frost, is it Frostbite? Yeah. Yeah, Frostbite, Um, yeah. You know, you can, as a developer, you can change the settings in that, in those engines to way beyond what would actually be playable on a PC, you know, Mm. on a normal PC in terms of, you know, particular amounts of physics effects or how how many passes the the engine does over the shadows or the textures or, you know, all of those kinds of things, you know, but nowadays all of that stuff, you know, people are cross-examining this footage on social media. They're looking at the trailer, they're looking at the final game, you know, that can be very damaging for a publisher. Because so, although legally speaking, they can get away with this, the internet is almost sort of their kind of cross-examination body now. Because, and this happened a few years ago with things like people getting frustrated with certain game chairs, like uh, Aliens Colonial Marines was a bad one. Yeah. Uh, no Man's Sky was also another one. And then you also get things like paid advertisements, like where um, publishers will pay, say, YouTubers, that's kind of the big one, to to talk about their game in certain positive lights. And the internet community of gamers as a whole has gotten very against this idea. Like They, they don't want to be lied to, mm. which is interesting because they'll still be lied to happily as long as you put that little, this is not game footage or this was prepaid you know um advertisement for a youtuber for like five seconds before the video and it's like <laughs> oh okay fair enough i think it's a case of as long as you're being honest with me and not trying to dupe me yeah. um, it's not a problem gamers um, don't like feeling duped that is for no sure. for sure for sure and i think as long as game developers well it's more publishers than developers i guess isn't it because mm. the publishers are the ones that are actually advertising and selling the game i suppose but as long as they, they tread carefully along those kind of lines where they're not pushing it too far, I think it's fine as long as they don't really sell you a different product altogether, which some do sometimes. On that topic of publishers and developers, you know, we're, we're turning into the podcast that rags on game publishers and game developers. <laughs> <laughs> this happens a lot. But on that subject, like, and this is actually a, a good comparison again with film, is that Games tend to be in development and changing potentially right up to release. And nowadays we're seeing, you know, day one patches where the game has gone gold and then they carry on developing for the next two months, you know, or however long it is between a game going gold and the release day. And then you get a massive day one patch. I don't think there's a single AAA game out there right now where you don't get a day one patch. Exactly. And uh, and in a way, that's fantastic because you know, you do get some people on, especially on like vocal internet forums that go, "Oh, this is this is ridiculous. Uh, this is not acceptable." I remember back in my day, you bought a game and it was ready to play at the box. You got to think <laughs> nowadays, like there's a lot more to it than that because yeah. you've got to the games are much bigger, so they take more time to develop. 
And you've got access to the internet where you can literally change people's games as long as they're connected. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to? Yeah. And there are definitely some some caveats around that. There's actually a good article that I'll find. I can't because I can't remember the discussion off the top of my head, but I'll link to it in the show notes about some of the pros and cons, because there are some cons around things like uh, media coverage. You know, if, if you if the media can't get access to the day one patch what during the embargo period and things like that. Yeah, that's true. Actually. But, uh, but I guess to, to sort of bring it back to the trailers and stuff the the point that we're trying to make is that because games are so continuously developed but you need a game trailer or you need a game demo at e3 that means that you potentially get this unintentional misleading where the Mm -hmm. game demo is they're pushing the boat out a little bit you know they're trying a bit too hard and then they then have to cut back before the release that's a really difficult one. I find that very difficult, you know, as a not a game developer, but a software developer. I know that that's a really challenging process. You don't know necessarily what it's going to be like at the end in a year's yeah. time. I guess my argument would be, well, be more cautious. You know, if it's mm-hmm. a year before your game's release, then you probably shouldn't be promising stuff. Yeah, um, you should try and temper <laughs> expectations, but then that's kind of going against the idea of trying to sell your game to people <laughs> exactly and you're in competition um, you know, with all the other games that of course are, you are that are being developed you know absolutely and i guess that leads on to that discussion of you know does this matter what we're talking about here about saying in-game footage when it isn't or you know using pre-rendered cinematics to convey something completely different to what the game is you know as as you said you've already touched on this you know companies have 30 seconds or less you know youtube you've got five seconds to get someone interested in your game to watch the rest of the advert does it matter if it's being a little bit showy and in a way it it kind of doesn't it's not good that you're being misled but you have to almost understand it and appreciate it but some games don't have access to that sort of Mm. trailer um way of advertising there's plenty of games out there that just you you they can't use their game engines for the trailer because it just doesn't work they they're not made in such a way that is conducive to a traditional trailer presentation like high impact um yeah you know cinematic camera angles you know yeah. and that kind of thing your traditional triple a game like your call of duties or your fifa uh games like that they can be because they're action orientated mm. you know and you can show like a man running really fast towards his objective and it looks kind of intense and cool and you know but if you then want to show off say something like the biggest game in the world league of legends but you actually want to show the gameplay itself Unless you know what that game is, you can't appreciate what's going on there at all. No. It doesn't make any sense to you what's going on in, in the middle of a big team fight in League, does it? Like, it's just a mess of colours. Yeah. So it's not feasible for them to use their in-game engine really to advertise the game, which is why they use things like the cinematic cutscene. Yeah, exactly. I mean, actually, three, we've, we've picked out three of the biggest games right now that would never really show their gameplay on tv right there's clash of clans the mobile game Mm -hmm. mobile game franchise and you can you can kind of slot in any of those sort of like clash of lords of arena this all those kind of mobile games into this slot yeah like mobile games just do not have the graphical capabilities to be you know featured in game in 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 quotes uh on a trailer on youtube or tv or whatever um, but also League of Legends, as you said, and also Overwatch. And Overwatch is a particularly interesting one because Overwatch, or more precisely Blizzard, 
Yeah, Blizzard has the pedigree here. Don't yeah, they? Bl- Bl- Blizzard as a whole, you know, as a company, they are very keen on these cinematic uh, shorts, right? Like mm, the sort yeah. of short films, essentially telling some backstory and presenting their characters. You know, a game like Overwatch, which is a first-person team uh, shooter, the it's a multiplayer game. There's no campaign or Wait, is there now a little campaign thing? I mean, you get the odd, like, um, kind of events where they have, yeah. like, PvE sort of events, but the actual core game itself doesn't have a single-player environment, really. Like, yeah. it's it's a, it's a multiplayer experience, even if exactly. all the other players are bots. It's still a multiplayer experience. Exactly. So if you want to convey some story and some depth, you can't really do it with the game engine. The game engine is about five people playing against another five people on a small stylized map fighting for an objective like that's not something that you can really turn i mean i guess you could try and make a call of duty style trailer you you could and but that's it because that's what i was going to go right there is that you could do it in a way because the game is really beautiful Mm. like it's a genuinely beautiful looking game like you wouldn't have to do too many kind of cinematic tricks to make it look even more interesting and more realistic because it doesn't need it the problem is you can't really get across sort of like the appeal of the game mm. within a 30-second game trailer Absolutely. in the traditional sense because it wouldn't make it a very interesting thing to watch in a 30-second TV clip at all. It's the difference between watching and playing a game like that. Right? Like watching over someone's shoulder as they play Overwatch does not feel super exciting. Watching no. one of their amazing, high-quality, like superb cinematics, like these are like pixar and beyond yeah. style yeah you know those are exciting right those are interesting and get you vested in this game and the brand and the universe as a uh, whole and, and that was the, i was going to use that word just then that's the word that you used in your notes which is absolutely fantastic this is not about direct marketing of a game or yep. the gameplay this is building the brand of the game exactly which is super important to a lot of big developers nowadays well publishers specifically because you know, there's there's huge markets for everything around the social media side of things as well, where you want to get yep. people invested in the Overwatch brand or the League of Legend brand, not just play the game. Obviously, that's where the money comes at the end of the day, but you want people talking about it, you know? Well, also, there's, you know, nowadays with some of these bigger games, like League of Legends is free, right? So the money actually comes from all the, you know, microtransactions and also the esports and the sponsorship yeah. and the additional, like, merchandise and stuff like that. All of those kinds of things blizzard things like blizzcon you know there's Mm. so much surrounding it that you you know it buying the game is perhaps even a gateway to yeah to to the the rest of it to the rest so it is more important for those publishers to get you the brand and the idea the characters the the narrative the 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 background the setting to be more important to you than the actual gameplay in a way yeah and you can see that as well uh we're using overwatch again as an example just because it's had some really fantastic advertising i feel Where they did the the kind of the short trailer regarding the is it the Overwatch League is it the Overwatch That's ESL, right. yep. where the it was kind of a trailer about becoming a pro league of sorry a pro Overwatch player, yeah, which is kind of cool, isn't it? Like you would never expect a game to advertise itself by saying you could become a pro player of the game, <laughs> not you could really enjoy playing the game, yeah. If you watch esports, if you watch Twitch esports and stuff like that, there's a lot of that now in the advertising on those channels themselves. You know, they're advertising esports, they're advertising the, you know, the equipment and stuff like that. And Mm. sort of like, you can be a pro gamer too. And the Overwatch League advert is a great example of that. And actually, 
that does use gameplay footage, right? There, yeah. There, there is some gameplay footage there. But very short. Yes. You know, it shows you what the game looks like. It doesn't, but it doesn't show you 30 seconds of gameplay. You know? No. It shows you like, you know, a quick one second, two second glimpse at someone playing the game, which is a good use of the game's gameplay in the advertisement of it, of, of, of its trailer, so to speak. And these are all really great ways of utilizing that almost misleading way mm. of advertising games. These are kind of like justifications of saying, yes, it's okay to do it. It's not in-game. Exactly. It's not showing actual gameplay. However, there are <laughs> examples where this is just done because they're misleading and things have either gone wrong, either mm. after it was created, before the game was released, or the developers knew the game was a bit of a donkey um, and they needed <laughs> to kind of like up the excitement about it just without the fact that it's kind of a bad game. Yeah, um, I mean, you know. I think that things like overwatch and league of legends and stuff like that you know they're not trying to mislead right like that there there's a whole different aim to what they're doing there with not using gameplay footage and, they know they've got a know, fantastic games they yeah. know that like millions of people play their game already yeah. so they don't need to <laughs> but that said there have been plenty of examples actually our examples here are mostly fairly recent um yeah i think that these circumstances have become more milestones in video game history like recent history because of the amount of backlash that they end up causing and therefore the subsequent media coverage because obviously like everyone loves a good drama um and so <laughs> these things tend to be covered perhaps perhaps a little Welcome bit too to social much social media um you know and social media and conventional media but that's a discussion for another time but the the classic example is one that we touched on right when we started. Yeah, you know, episode, episode zero, and that is No Man's Sky, right? No Man's Sky's original sort of early trailers look a hundred percent like their gameplay, and in fact, I have no doubt that at the time they were probably pretty close to. Mm -hmm. gameplay in-game engine sure they were probably tweaking some bits and pieces but actually not as much as some of the examples that we've already given mm -hmm. but nonetheless i think in that situation that was a lot about development timelines and external pressure meaning that they did th i mean what are the kind of examples in those early trailers you've got environments looking more luscious with yeah more... and they looked a lot more luscious they also look like real they look like more alien and they were more varied and you had animals that were just infinitely bigger and more mm. kind of grandiose yeah everything just looks smoother whereas the actual game was actually quite of a clunky sort of semi-broken especially on release i know the game got patched afterwards and we could maybe do a follow-up episode on that because the game That's did point, get patched actually. very significantly yeah after we did our episode on it but it still it didn't match what the, the trailer was showing you and and then you've got to ask yourself, is this due to development timeline issues? Is this due to the fact that they were they knew they couldn't do what they were trying to do, so they were just trying to get people excited for it? One way or another, it was a misleading trailer and not in a positive light like some of the previous mm. games we talked about were. Another game that sort of did this, and I'm not you you can maybe like email in or something and tell us if you know the answer to this, but that kind of did something a bit similar was Dead Island, the original mm. Dead Island. Yep. Um because the trailer, the very initial announced trailer, got a lot of kind of heat, so to speak, um, because it showed like this really cool reversed 
kind of footage of like a, a zombie attack basically yeah. but it, it made it look very dramatic mm. and almost kind of like a very serious some almost like last of us style i was just zombies. about to say that <laughs> it yeah, kind of it, looks it, like a trailer for last of us but then you actually play the game and it's more something akin to like um dead rising or left yeah. for dead where it's kind of a bit more kind of like not silly but well it is silly i suppose comedic actually. i guess comedic yeah, yeah. light-hearted it's more kind yes. of an action fest rather than a dramatic piece and now is that because the game changed its direction mid-development mm. and that trailer's already out there you can't bring that trailer back home it's yeah. it's on the internet now or is that because they wanted to promote a different game they wanted to get people talking about their game and or they weren't confident in their gameplay at that point mm. you know yeah something we were discussing before we started recording was also in these larger publisher and developer houses I, i'm speculating i've never worked in one but their advertising and marketing department is likely to have some disconnect from and have different goals, different targets mm -hmm. to meet, different deadlines compared to the development teams and the technical teams. So there was perhaps a disconnect there. Perhaps it was just purely, you know, the advertising department kind of didn't get the correct, didn't get the memo. You know, yeah, they, missed, yeah, they, missed, maybe. they just missed a trick and no one really noticed. No one joined the dots or no one and joined the dots enough to it was too late you know the horse had bolted yeah. sort of thing exactly and at that point you've got to hit deadlines like i imagine you've already booked like advertising slots yeah. on tv and on kind of youtube and on social media sites where you know the you know youtuber or sky are expecting you to give them a trailer for them to air for yeah. you and you've got to give them something even if you went oh this is not our game yeah exactly <laughs> um but I mean, this is not necessarily true. Like we could be wrong in this one. This is just kind of speculation. Mm -hmm. But it's still examples of misleading trailers. Yeah, there's yeah, there's only so much you can excuse it, right? Like at the end of the day, it, it's clear. You know, I don't. Uh, there, maybe there's an element of hindsight, but also at the same time, it's it's kind of not. It's not great to be misleading. No, exactly. And another fantastic game, which is which is interesting for us to discuss as quite big fans of the game, mm. is Elite Dangerous. Yep. Like, I almost didn't want to admit it because I, I love the game a lot. Like, <laughs> I, I think it's a fantastic game. But I was like, no, hang on, come on. I've got to be honest now. I can't be biased. Yeah. The original launch trailer slash, like, announcement trailer for the game back in 2014 is just nothing what the game is at all. Like, it, it's like watching a movie of something the game might be based on yeah. rather than the actual game itself. It might have just been that the game wasn't finished because obviously, it, you know, it was still in... It was kickstarted, it was developed, and they wanted to get you excited for it. But then equally so, is that an excuse for misleading mm, you? Like, it difficult. really isn't what the game is like at all. No. But it could be. Like, it's believable enough that you could you could be fooled into thinking it genuinely is what the game's going to be like. Yeah. It's not, like, so disconnected that obviously it's not like that. And is that acceptable? I would argue not, because then their next trailer for, like, their big kind of uh, Horizons content patches mm. are so much more accurate. Yeah. We'll link to both of those in the show notes so you can compare for yourself and see what you think. But I agree with you. I think that it's it's such a difficult one. You know, they wanted to get people excited. It was very much a, you know, these are all the things that we want to include in this game. And actually also flying around in space is a little bit dull and it's a little yeah. bit dull looking. And, you know, you've got to jazz that up a little bit for adverts. But at the same time, it did get a lot of people grumpy about it. You know, when people part, part with money on the back of some information that you give them and some video footage that you give them you know you're asking people to to lay down money based on some of this mm. stuff on, on trusting you that you're telling them what their product is going to yeah. be or that you're going to deliver on that expectation yeah. 
What's really interesting is that you made the comparison between like space being kind of dull and then they want to make that more interesting. But one game that does that really well and advertises it perfectly is Eve Online because mm. Eve is even more dull in a lot of ways than Elite <laughs> Dangerous is. Now, don't get me wrong, Eve is a fantastic game and it, it, it's been around, what, like 14 years now, I think? Like, it's a long-running game for a good reason. Like, it's a really good game. But it certainly isn't an action-orientated, you know, like, space combat game like e- like Elite was pretending to be in its first trailer. Mm. But it doesn't let that stop it. It still makes these trailers feel really cool and epic with the way it kind of mixes the whole in-game footage with actual footage of gameplay. Yeah. Uh, like we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. Together along with, say, showing you the fact that it's all about kind of like the numbers and the communication and mm. the cooperation. It does a fantastic job of really conveying what the game is about, even if it doesn't necessarily show you a lot of gameplay. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll also link to those. There's been a couple of well, there's been a whole bunch of Eve trailers. Oh, there's there? because... loads of Eve trailers, yeah, because they do one for every like big expansion they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I guess our conclusion is unfortunately not super clear cut, right? Like it's complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Games are complex. They're more complex than films. It's challenging to sell your complicated game in five to 30 seconds while yeah. still also being true to the experience of what that game is. And that's extra difficult as well, considering the fact that as a as a media Games have only been taken seriously from an advertising standpoint for the past maybe 10 years. Mm, Max. You know, whereas you think like films have been advertised since what, like a hundred and something plus years ago? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, exactly. um, you know, it, since the birth of modern cinema. It's funny, actually, if you think you only have to go back a few years and you if you sat in a cinema and in amongst the film adverts, there was an advert for a game and it would really throw you. You'd be like, wait, yeah. that was a that was just advertising a game? Like, what the uh, hell? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna be playing that next month when yeah. it comes out. Whereas now you go in, it's just like, oh yeah, just the new Call of yeah. Duty advert or it's yeah. the new FIFA advert or, or Assassin's Creed. It's always Assassin's Creed. yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, like the big AAA ones that everyone yeah. knows, but still, it's still video game advertising. Yeah. So. I guess in a way they're still finding their feet and they're still kind of working out what's right, what's wrong, whether or not you can, who decides what's right and wrong, and just kind of like going with what they think is going to make their game be sold and be made aware of within the popular culture. Because like we said, it's not necessarily always about selling the game, but also selling the brand. Yeah, exactly. I think that we're only going to see more of these dramas you know of, of yes yeah developers and publishers intentionally or otherwise being misleading i think the pressure is really on for publishers and developers to deliver interesting trailers interesting footage it's never been a more competitive environment mm-hmm. and i think that that will cause these things to happen and i don't know whether i don't know what the solution is i don't know if the solution is better regulation i don't know if video gamers need to grow up a bit and you yeah. know and understand that get that not expect you know publishers to be 100% honest you know just like film trailers aren't and just like everything isn't you know and advertising is always going to be accentuated mm-hmm. uh, you know and i think that it's perhaps unrealistic to expect otherwise but yeah, it's it's complicated, right? And you've probably got some views as well, Octal FM. Dear Octal FM listener. Um, <laughs> and you should let us know what those views are. 
Yeah, definitely, because I think it's one of those where there maybe will be a right or wrong answer in the future, but right now I don't think it's a very clear-cut, mm. you know, I think there is a discussion to be had. Definitely. And we've kind of come across with our kind of points and views of both sides, and I think we usually fall on the give them a break sort of kind of like area. Yeah. Uh, whereas I imagine there's going to be a lot of people online that are going to be like, no, this is not okay. Yeah. They should be very honest about what they're selling. Um, you know, you wouldn't expect this from like, you know, being sold, you know, uh, an electrical product if you were, or a car or something, you know. Yeah. So, you know, let us know. Give us an email or give us a tweet or, you know, whatever. Uh, getting contact is in one form or another. There's plenty of methods. And maybe, I don't know, in a few years' time when there's, like, been a development in kind of advertising of video games and, you know, trailers have kind of evolved into something new again, we'll do a follow-up episode. Yeah, exactly. And we've already discussed this in some previous episodes as well, haven't we? Like, it's worth going back... Uh, and listening to our community management in video games, I think is probably yeah, that's the, definitely one. Uh, you know, that's a very similar one because we talked a lot about games like No Man's Sky and yep. you know, and Blizzard. And again, it was once again, it was Blizzard doing it right, which seems mm. <laughs> always the way. Of course, there's always the No Man's Sky episode, very episode zero, as yeah. it were, uh, the very first one we did. That's obviously got something to do with this because we did discuss the fact that they kind of like showed one thing and then gave us another later on. And then we also did discuss sort of like the kind of the esports side of things again. So maybe go and have a listen to our esports episode. Yeah, definitely. All of those episodes. Um, this is very much in line with you know a lot of the things that we've discussed before. And definitely for this episode in particular, do go and have a look at the show notes on the website or in your podcast player on your on your mobile device or whatever. However you're <laughs> listening, there will be links to a whole bunch of the trailers that we've talked about, um, including probably some extra ones as well. You know, things like those Elite Dangerous trailers, uh, the yeah. Overwatch shorts and stuff like that. Definitely go and have a watch of those. Yep. And then let us know what you think. But yeah, so before you go and watch those trailers, uh, I've been Gelada. And I've been Saffron. And uh, catch us again for another episode of Octal FM. We're always what we advertise to be. <laughs> oh my God. Someone's going to call us out on something. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it, fanboys. <laughs> <laughs>
and then like the way in which advertisement is going is changing as well with like mobile and social media advertising becoming more and more prevalent you can advertise in very different ways rather than just the traditional watch this 30 second clip of something to you know to to uh to buy something then again we've not talked about i've said a lot about the word advertising but it's actually game trailers is what we're talking about isn't it so mm. video game trailers so the use of video game trailers rather than video game advertisement i suppose but that's kind of changing as well because trailers are becoming they're not be, they're not like the sole per point of advertisement anymore so they feel like they can kind of get away with more because they're not just using them to promote their games they're using them as part of their promotions i suppose so maybe that's something we can talk about during the actual discussion itself yep um, episode done you just did it <laughs> pretty much yeah you could release that as like a this is what the episode might be like if you only had about two minutes to listen to it <laughs>